0: Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Brothers and sisters, welcome to our time of prayer and scripture together. Pro Life leader Frank Pavone here, director of Priests for Life. We invite you to leave comments uh, and also prayer intentions in the comments and any other comments you want to make. And uh, let's put ourselves right in God's presence and let us once again delight in his word. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Lord Jesus. You come to us in so many ways. We ask you to come again today. Bring with your coming, Lord, abundant grace of repentance that we may purify ourselves in your blood of every last trace of attachment to sin. We want to be free. We want to fly like eagles with the strength of eagles. We want to fly in the way of your commandments. Not just run, but fly and soar. We want to be holy. May that be the gift of this Lent. And may now we understand your word more deeply and live it more faithfully and proclaim it more effectively through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our reading today comes from the Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard it said to your ancestors, you shall not kill and whoever kills will be liable to judgment but i say to you whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment and whoever says to his brother raka will be answerable to the sanhedrin and whoever says you fool will be liable to fiery gehenna therefore if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you leave your gift there at the altar Go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. Lent, my friends, is a time to grow in love. It's a time of reconciliation with God, yes, but what our reading brings out today in particular is saying in another way what Jesus said elsewhere when he told us the first and the second greatest commandments are like each other. Love God, love your neighbor. You can think of it as the two beams of the cross, right? Vertical, our relationship with God. Horizontal, our relationship with the brothers and sisters who are on both sides of us. This powerful reading tells us that our relationship with our neighbor is actually a condition of our worship with God. Now, he starts with the commandment, you shall not kill. The worst thing that one could do obviously to a neighbor is to to take their life, which is one of the many reasons why abortion is is the number one moral issue of our day because it is taking the life of someone precisely because they are alive and they are the most innocent and defenseless. But Jesus here is relating killing to speaking. When we love our neighbor... We have to love our neighbor in thought, word, and action. And the three are a progression. What you think about, you're going to talk about. And what you think and talk about, you're more likely to act about. Simple as that. It's the human nature. Out of sight, out of mind, right? You know, out of, out of thought, out of talking. Out of talking, out of doing. Jesus warns us here about re- de- degrading people by our language. Now, he's talking about respecting the dignity of the human person. He's not excluding from this the need to call other people out about, against their sins. Remember, he called the Pharisees broods of vipers. I mean, he called them names. That was in a very legitimate process of warning not only them, but warning those around them about their sins. But what's talked about here is like a lack of respect for the person, lack of even recognition of the person. So this is a book I've pointed out to you before. Really, really want to encourage you to, to obtain it. Dehumanizing the Vulnerable. Now, this book has been around for a while, but it's still just as valid because it's in historical analysis of the way that word games like the, the subtitle says when word games take lives well that, that could be a commentary on this gospel passage okay jesus says don't kill your brother but don't be angry don't despise your brother either because the person who goes and kills somebody has likely already decided to call them names degrade their their dignity in their own mind and heart the problem starts in the mind and the heart jesus is saying Starts in the mind and the heart. doesn't start when the person picks up a gun. Starts in the mind and the heart. What are they thinking about that person or about that, the group to which that person belongs? Because so many times the hatred that leads to violence is rooted in prejudice. It's rooted in discrimination. We actually take a group of people and we consider them to be, as a group, less worthy of respect than everyone else. And this is a plague... That has afflicted the human family from the beginning. It's a plague, the language behind which Dr. Brennan analyzes in this book. And he says, look, if you, if you consider the categories of people who have been oppressed, you're going to see the names that they were called. Like, for example, our, our Jewish brothers and sisters in the, uh, the Holocaust... Uh, well, you know, Native Americans, African-Americans, Soviet enemies, European Jews, women. Women have been degraded, unfortunately, in our, in our history. Um, dependent, uh, 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 dependent people. And then, of course, the unborn. A whole group of people who are degraded by language, dehumanizing language. Oh, they're just this clump of cells. A massive tissue, a parasite, the property of the mother, a disease, not a human being, a non-person. This is is dehumanizing language, brothers and sisters, and it's got to be eradicated from our minds, our hearts, and our lips. Jesus says, you, you, you start going down that road, and these are the types of things that lead to killing people. Lo and behold all these groups of people that Dr. Brennan talks about suffered sometimes holocausts. So, language of affirmation. Good practice during Lent, actually. Let's find ways to speak language of affirmation, starting with, and we're not just talking about being nice to your neighbor starting with our neighbors in the womb, starting with groups of people who are under systemic discrimination. You know, John Paul II said, the most unjust form of discrimination is that which is launched against the unborn by abortion. Another thing that's pointed out here answers the question about pro-choice people receiving communion. Jesus says, well, you know, you're not going to... See, go... Going to Mass is not just about receiving communion. It's about taking part in the sacrifice. You're going there to give, primarily, not to receive. So you want to offer yourself to the Father together with Jesus. Okay. Same thing here. You're going to bring your gift to the altar. That's why the bread and the wine are brought up in the offertory procession. It represents all of us, our gifts, our work. And Jesus says, you're going to do this? Okay, you're welcome to do this. But make sure you reconcile with your brothers and sisters. That's, by the way, why we have the sign of peace. It's a, it's, it's, it comes from here. Make sure you reconcile with one another before you try to reconcile with God, before you try to engage in a sacrifice. Oh, Lord, here, I'm giving you this. I'm giving you my time, my efforts, my energy, my prayers, my sacrifice. I'm giving this to you. Give me back in return your favor, your blessing. And God is saying you're blocking my favor. You're blocking my blessing if you're holding at arm's length your brothers and sisters, if you're not reconciling with them? And how about the unborn? How about those babies in the womb? How about it when somebody says, oh yeah, they're just, uh, no, they're not people. They're They're not human yet. That's dehumanizing language in the explicitly most literal sense of the term. Dehumanizing. They're not human yet. Oh yes, they are. But if you don't realize that, you're not ready to offer your sacrifice to God. This is what this this passage means. You are not ready to offer the sacrifice to God if you're not reconciled. You're not reconciled with the unborn if you don't even recognize them as human. You're not recognizing them if you think it's okay to kill them. You're not reconciled to them. So these these Catholic public officials, they want to be receiving communion. No, 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 no. Get yourself straight with the unborn first. Reconcile with your neighbor first. Now, the unborn, of course, they don't know that you're you're not recognizing them. The way to reconcile with them is, in fact, to recognize them and ask God forgiveness for not having recognized them a very long time ago. Enough of this already. Enough arguing, by the way, about whether or not these people should be approaching, even approaching, the communion line. Don't put it on the priest, oh, he gave it to them or he didn't give it to them. It's on them for approaching Jesus says when you bring your gift to the altar, stop, leave it there, go first and be reconciled, then come and offer your gift. The responsibility is first and foremost on the conscience of the person who isn't yet reconciled. So let's take this this beautiful lesson. Let's be reconciled with one another. Let's go forward with confidence in the love of our neighbor. Amen. We thank you, Father, for your gifts. Lord, we pray for these, these babies in the womb, and we pray for these pro-abortion Catholics who think that they can just promote and fund and, and do abortion and think that it's okay then to just come and worship you. Wake them up, Lord. Bring them to repentance. Bring us to reconciliation, not only in deed, but in thought and in word. Lord, may we ennoble our brothers and sisters by the language we use. May we affirm our brothers and sisters by the language we use. And may we have a holy Lent. We sum up our prayers and praises now by offering the prayer Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, friends, thank you very much for joining me. Let's continue to invite others to come and join in these reflections Uh, And uh, I have been uh, this week traveling the the National Religious Broadcasters and also uh, the CPAC Conference, the Conservative Political Action Conference. President Trump has been at both events. And uh, thank you for uh, the prayers for events like this that they might really inspire and mobilize the folks who come to make a change in our nation. God bless
1: you and we will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. Hello. I'm Dr. Alveda King, board member of Priest for Life. More money is being spent in America to kill babies in the womb than to save them. Together, we need to change that, and today I want to invite you to support our work at Priest for Life. Why ours rather than other groups? Because we have a unique team that helps lead in every arena of the fight against abortion, and we activate the churches where you find people who are most likely to get involved in that fight. To awaken a pastor about abortion is to awaken thousands of people he serves. We do not receive church funding or government grants. We rely on you for individual donations. We have a very high evaluation among charities and top security on our donation site, ProLifeGift.org. You can go there for a one-time gift or to become a monthly donor, or you can call us at 321-500-1000.
0: This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.